Welcome back, Literary Slummers, to another Morph Monday episode of Shelf Aware. And the Yerks are drilling the Bandalites? Wait. I don't know. Is it something? The Yerks are whating the Bandalites? Drilling. Oh, because that one Like, scene. as in, like, a euphemism for fucking, okay. but they're actually just drilling into okay. their brains. Okay, no, I do get uh, it now. <laughs> I'm Anna. I'm Em. Sorry. I really didn't mean to piss on your intro. I was just so confused. I forgot about... Maybe someone somewhere will I laugh. forgot about that scene entirely. <laughs> and this week on Shelf Aware... We're talking about Animorphs number 15. Forgot the name of it again. The Escape. The escape. <laughs> um, so it's a Marco POV. A Marco Pov. Yeah, so we haven't we haven't heard from Marco a lot yeah. lately, how he's handling this. Almost like we hear from these characters once every six books. Except Axe, we've only heard from Axe once. Yeah, that's true. But we we've only hold on. Has it been six books since our last Axe? Yeah, POV? he was like number six. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. And now so. we're at 15, and Axe is just we're getting still... sidelined, dude. But yeah, so Marco POV, we um, we generally like Marco POVs, don't we? Uh, yeah, I think that I feel at this point he might be my choice for most solid POV character. Mm-hmm. Yes, least amount of flops. Yes, because I think because we had Al- Rachel giving birth to alligator, right? That was bad. Cassie, Cassie in the, in the toilet. <laughs> um, Jake and everything. Jake, Jake and done. everything, but specifically Jake in the book that didn't matter. Yeah. Um, Jake and, and the time traveling that undid itself. Right, and then Tobias has been good, but there's also a lot of stretches in Tobias books where I am bored because it Angst. is Tobias musing about flying. Yeah. So yeah. like. I think Marco might be edging out Tobias a little bit. And then Axe we haven't seen enough of. So I think Marco has an interesting layer to him, too, with, like, the secret that he's keeping. and Yes. Um, Although that's, spoiler alert, gone now. So Kind of. Well, we'll yeah, I guess he assumes it will be gone. I don't know. Maybe Rachel will. He only told Rachel and... Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. I think just Rachel. Man, I'm just getting all sorts of facts wrong this week. It's fine. We both are. I think... Um, it is hard. Once a book series is over, like, four books, it's too hard. <laughs> yeah. It's too hard to keep track of details. No, we are Animorphs professionals. Oh, we are your leading Animorph, uh, <laughs> oh my god. Experts? Experts, thank you. Wow, wow. Hey, we didn't, we didn't say we were words experts. Just no, I'm, I'm bad at word. <laughs> Oh, anyway, let's talk about this book. Yeah, let's just get into this book. Um, So with this book, we kind of get a return to form where the gang goes and does some stupid, short, silly mission to introduce their powers and their personalities to the readers. And this was one of the stupidest. Yes, this one's very dumb. Um, They all go to the knockoff Rainforest Cafe that just opened up at the new Super Mega Mall. And... Apparently, this restaurant uses actual parrots as a way to entertain guests who are waiting in line. And the guests that are waiting in line are, like, poking and prodding the parrots and, like, burning them with cigarettes and shit. Like, come on, people. That's just... Why? And Cassie goes to Marco. And interesting why Cassie went to Marco and not Jake the leader. Mm, But she went to Marco. And she's like, you have to help me save these parrots. So all of the Bandalites go... And morph into these parrots. 
and then just start talking shit about the restaurant. They're like, pee pee poo poo, don't eat here. And that works. <laughs> I have a lot of questions about this whole restaurant setup. Mm-hmm. Number one, why, why are they there thought- actual animals in a restaurant? <laughs> yeah, why did they think live birds were an appropriate thing to have in a birds place that serves all food? The time. Um, but also, like, in the restaurants, defense i guess not really but just in general like cassie is all like the birds should be in their natural environment and (laughs) (laughs) like that's dope and all but like also her parents do definitely work at a zoo so and like not like a zoo zoo like a theme park zoo like a sea world zoo so like i don't know i feel like some of those animals maybe would be better off in their natural environment as well I don't know. I'm very pro-zoo, but, like, it, I don't really know where Cassie is drawing the line here of, like, what is and isn't animal cruelty. I'm, like, very pro some zoos because now after watching Tiger King, I'm, like, anti <sighs> a lot of kind of zoos. I haven't seen Tiger King yet. I've so only maybe seen two my... episodes and my heart okay. breaks every time. But it's so interesting. It's so fucking weird. It's, like, zoos that are, like, sketchy zoos, Like, right? definitely, yeah, like... Like, for profit, we breed the animals here and sell them off to other places kind of zoo. Right, right, right. And yes. I think we're all on board that those zoos are not good zoos. But like, Yes, they're very bad zoos. But then it also I was like, but all zoos sometimes. But then I'm like, no, zoos are necessary for conservation. Just not all zoos. <laughs> I think in general I am pro-zoo in terms of, like, good zoos. Yes. Um, I think that... Because we live in a capitalist society, even good zoos can sometimes get into like, well, we have to do this in order to make money from our donators because they really like elephants and we're not going to give up this elephant that should be with other elephants. And so we're going to hold on to this elephant really hardcore. I might have been following a thing about this on Twitter recently. Um, <laughs> but, you know, in general, pro Zeus. <laughs> I just have a lot of mixed feelings. I do enjoy going to zoos, though. Like, if a zoo is named after a large city, usually that's a good zoo. (laughs) But I think the one with the elephant thing was, like, the Bronx Zoo, I think. Mm. I think they're up to some shenanigans. not a lot of space there, too. That's the other thing. I should probably double check on that before slandering the Bronx Bronx Zoo. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, mixed feelings about zoos aside... (laughs) Somehow this plan works where the parrots, so the parrots start talking about like, you'll get syphilis if you eat here, whatever. They definitely don't (laughs) say syphilis. (laughs) And the manager is like, get these parrots out of here. So then what do they do? Do they just release them to the fucking wild? Because this is a restaurant manager, not Jack Hanna or whatever his name is. (laughs) Yeah, I really don't know what the end game of this was, and it super isn't resolved because I wanted to see what was going to happen if they were just going to like they're not. Gonna they just opened the a window, <laughs> right? Either there, there are three possibilities here for what the fate of these parrots were. Number one, the least likely, is that this now very conservationally minded restaurant manager who has learned the error of his ways by being visited by these parrots, very Ghost of Christmas Past, Ghost of Christmas Future esque. Mm -hmm. is going to take these parrots and fly them back to the rainforest and release them into the rainforest, where they will probably Mm -hmm. die immediately because Because they don't know how to bird anymore. They've lived in captivity, yeah. So number one. Number two, 
probably the most likely is that this uh, restaurant manager is either going to try to give these parrots away to people as pets, which I guess is slightly better than being a restaurant parrot. I, I mean, it depends on what kind of people are <laughs> right. taking them as pets. Right. Or he's just going to release them into the wilds of Northern California and completely fuck up the ecology in that area. (laughs) Um, Option number three, which I don't think is likely, but is still an option, is that these parrots will be killed. (laughs) Mm, Yep. These parrots will be summarily executed as they can no longer serve the capitalist overlords. Yeah. And then and then their taxidermied bodies will be put on display. Yeah. Yeah. So a bright. A bright beginning to this children's book. Cassie, Cassie, sometimes you got to stop and think about your plans. Like saving the planet is all great and stuff, but you need to have some follow through here. Maybe you could have walked in and been like, hey, my dad owns a barn. Can I take your parrots? I also do appreciate that we have other things to both talk about now on this podcast and that this book had other things to get to in this book, but like, so, like, I do appreciate that it's probably a good thing that it didn't spend, like, the ten chapters necessary on these parrots' journey and, like, no, what the I, of these parrots were. <laughs> I'm so invested. I've named them all. <laughs> Squawks. Wormy. Uh, Rio. Mm-hmm, keep going. Anne Hathaway in Rio. <laughs> 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 that's four how many were ones. there there's gotta be at least six right because all the amyloids do oh it. okay or all the animorphs um spike okay and miss frizzle okay all right all right see i named them all <laughs> i will be naming the parrot that i, that I inevitably adopt and hathaway in rio that's <laughs> the way in rio Oh man. Um so the the Bandalites are all patting themselves on the back for a job well done, and as they're leaving the knockoff rainforest cafe, Marco spots Eric, our chief friend. So if you remember, he is an android. Absolutely shocking to me that this character or race came of aliens back. came up at all ever again. I thought we had seen the last of them. <laughs> I told you to have hope. You were right. Eric is like, yo, we found out that the Yerks are plotting some scary shit off this island nearby, and also Visser One is there. And Marco is like, oh shit, Visser One, my mom, what do? And he kind of stops functioning. I did want to point out that Eric was like, he came up to him and he's like, hey guys, it's me, your chief friend. We've heard that you guys are doing some great work. And I was like, and he clarifies that he means they rescued the hork but I did have to think about it and go back through, like, the books that have happened since we met the chief. <laughs> what have they and, done like, lately? <laughs> they have not done shit to help with the war effort. Like, uh, they've just been bumbling around. They stole a ship and then, like, immediately erased their stealing of the ship through time travel shenanigans. They found a toilet. I mean, like, I guess that was good. That's neat. Eric, you don't you don't have to condescend us. You don't need us. to over-exaggerate. <laughs> I know. He was like he was like putting off that phone call. He's like, I've been sitting on this information for months, but you guys have not been doing anything. But then the Hork-Bajir thing came around, so, you know. Okay, okay, okay. 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 I'll give you guys another shot. <laughs> Eric was like, maybe I can find some adults to tell this to? <laughs> He's like, no, kids are, kids are the better solution here. <laughs> He's like... Does anybody have the Elemist phone number? Because I think that's probably the guy we should be talking I need to. to call this man. But also, 
Like, isn't this kind of the perfect mission for the Chi, who they already tricked the Eriks into thinking they're controllers. Mm -hmm. It involves computers. Mm -hmm. Go do it. (laughs) They have to go underwater. Androids don't need to breathe. (laughs) Um, But, 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 rust. True. (laughs) (laughs) Foolish me. (laughs) An android's mortal nemesis. They'd never be as spotless as they once were. Uh, <laughs> you get that gunk up in the gears and game over. You can't game make over. holographs anymore. I know. Just And you get that orange stain all over your clothes. It's just... You can't it's get not that good. Out. It's not good. So I don't blame them for passing this yeah. one off. Yeah, that's fine. They can sit out. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, they're going to send the guy with serious water-related PTSD to go do it. Oh my gosh, too. Well, there's Marco, and then Tobias is also afraid of water. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so, two children with PTSD related yep. to water. It's totally fine. So, there's this new alien race involved called the Lyra, who the Yurk are trying to take over. But they are psychic. <laughs> <laughs> they are psychic frogs they are psychic. with tentacles. Yes. And it's an underwater planet. They are psychic. And so the Yerks are finding it very difficult to sneakily take over the race because they just look at them and they're like, you're a Yerk. (laughs) So (laughs) they, because it would be bad for the Yerks to have psychic controllers um, that would be able to tell them who the Bandalites are, they want to stop this at all costs. Mm -hmm. So they plan a mission to go out the island. And meanwhile, Jake is like, yo, you want to tell everyone about your secret about Viscer One being your mom? And Marco's like, nah. Marco's like, Jake, stop bringing it up, Jake. My mom is dead, Jake. Jake, don't talk about my mother, Jake. <laughs> there was also a lot of, like, weird moments between... I think this fr- friendship is starting to falter. Because, like, there I were a too. lot of moments where, like, Marco's like, well, I'm friends with Jake because Jake is friends. Oh with me and it's like okay all right follow that thought yeah continue <laughs> it, on it seemed like I a think lot it's of... the cassie relationships getting to him man yeah and i think like marco's kind of realizing you know we've all been through this where you just kind of realize that that one friend you have is kind of a dud and not really like mm-hmm. fun to hang out with or good at things yeah and like you like, were friends oh. because of proximity but then right. like, actually you don't like each other at all right and like i feel like that's kind of what marco's going through with jake right now where he's like Jake's my best friend. <laughs> I guess by default. Uh, uh. So they plan a mission to go out to the island. And their plan is to all morph into dolphins, plus Axe's tiger shark, which he obtained ages ago from when he was underwater in that dome ship. Mm-hmm. So there's like this stupid scene where Tobias has to obtain a dolphin morph by going to the gardens, landing on a dolphin while he's a hawk and whatever. And everyone freaks out about it. And it's dumb. But whatever. They all get their morphs. It's fine. Here's my thought about this. Mm-hmm. He, they decided he, number one, they decided he needed to be a dolphin for mm-hmm. reasons. I don't know what reasons. Couldn't he have just Because he like can't a, fly over the water as a right, hawk. Because yes, there's no but, thermals. But you know what is easy to obtain from the ocean and wouldn't be like super noticeable with a bunch of dolphins is fish, which mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. could have just done that. Number two, and this is getting into more like, I don't know if this would work, but have have they tried to acquire an animal through 
a morph. Like, have yeah, they that's tried... how they all get the hammerhead shark. Right? No, no. Yeah, because Marco morphs it, and they all get it from him. No, I thought he just had it. He was holding onto it, and it was chilled out. So they all came and touched it. Oh, maybe. I think. I but that was that... skip that part. <laughs> but that's my question: is like, why don't they morph a dolphin and then have Tobias pick up touch that, from that dolphin? Is that allowed? Can we have confirmation? Why don't they just go ask the whales? God, the whale to do yes. something about this whole situation. <laughs> why don't they all acquire whales? Why don't they acquire whales, dude? That's a good question. I don't actually know what use a whale would be, but they're like, big. It'd be dope to have it. Can you imagine? Yeah, they're big. They just like slam their big bodies into that yeah. office underwater park. They could just go. And strain all of the yerks through yes. their mighty baleen. I know you guys can't see this, but M has bared her teeth and inhaled. <laughs> Delicious. Mm-hmm. Quite the agree. <laughs> so they do the dumb thing. I don't know why they didn't go at night. Listen, they have snuck into the gardens at night so many times. Why didn't they just do that again? Well, at night the dolphins are sleeping. Good, that's easier to acquire. (laughs) Do dolphins sleep near the surface? Probably, because they gotta breathe. Gotta breathe. But then I feel like that would be a weird thing. Remember, that's how Rachel got it. She went at night and got a dolphin. Yeah. But, like, now I am just concerned about dolphins and their sleeping schedules. Because that seems weird. Like, imagine if you were on a cruise, because we weren't living in a world full of Uh corona. Um, and... I would never go on a cruise again now. And <laughs> <laughs> um, imagine the last three months or so hadn't happened. <laughs> you were on a cruise. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And imagine you... it's three months ago and Christmas was great. <laughs> and you were like cruising and you just saw like a bunch of dolphins like floating near the surface asleep. Uh-huh. That would be weird, right? It like would be. It would that. be extremely weird. Like, would they wake up? Because of the, would they wake up because of the ship or would they sleep through it? I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that they're going to sleep through it just so that you can see the sleeping dolphins, but like, wait, oh, this is wild. Okay. I'm reading scientific American. Here's my guess. I want to guess. Cause I think like people still breathe even when we're asleep because we just know we got to do it in our little brains. Mm -hmm. Involuntary actions. Very Mm -hmm. good. Yep. That one, that one. Medulla Um, oblongata. Thank you. Yes, I think that, like, probably dolphins do that, too, and they, like, rise and fall while they're sleeping. Mm. Am I right? Observations of bottlenose dolphins in aquariums and zoos and of whales and dolphins in the wild show two basic methods of sleeping. They okay. either rest quietly in the water, vertically, first of all, up and down, <laughs> or horizontally, <laughs> or they sleep while swimming slowly next to another animal. Individual dolphins also enter a deeper form of sleep, mostly at night. It is called logging, because in this state, a dolphin resembles a log floating at the water's surface. Wow. Nature's wild, y'all. Nature is crazy. This is Um, like the lowest rent version of planet Earth. You guys, (laughs) I'm not David Attenborough. But I'm just as excited as he is about science. I mean, I guess that, okay, see, here was, fuck. Here's oh my God. My oh, hold point. on though. I just, sorry, I was skimming. Baby whales and dolphins 
like rest on their parents while the mom swims. Sure. At these times, the mother will also sleep on the move. In fact, she cannot stop swimming for the first several weeks of a newborn's life. If she does for any length of time, the calf will begin to sink. Oh my God. Wait, how? Okay. So it's not born with enough body fat or blubber to float easily. But so if it's just chilling on top of her, why can't she chill? Why can't she take a 20? Like what if, if it if, rolls away? I guess that's true. <laughs> Can you imagine being the whale mom who's like, God, fuck, I'm so tired. I'm just going to chill for like I just need to close my minutes. eyes. And then three hours later, her baby's at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> she like looks up and her baby's just like tumbling down. Wow. Oh, no. That's the saddest children's <laughs> book imaginable. While sleeping, the bottlenose dolphin shuts down only half of its brain along with the opposite eye. The other half of the brain stays awake at a low level of alertness. So it sleeps with one eye open. Yes. Amazing. I think it's just humans that suck. Like, all other animals seem really cool. Yeah, I think I want to be a dolphin. I think so, too. They they definitely seem like they have the most fun. Someone get me a morphing cube. Someone get me an Andalite stat. Someone get me a morphing cube and a dolphin, please. <laughs> Um, I want my dreams to come true. Oh my gosh. And then you too can go on underwater missions yeah. to find the whales. And I mean, I probably wouldn't do that. I'd probably Would you just stay like, as a dolphin? Would you oh, go over the two hour mark? Would you be like Tobias? I don't know. I mean, like, <laughs> I had this thought. Okay. Could I, and maybe one day the animorphs will discover this. So, like, I would like to get really good at morphing, like Cassie good at morphing, right? Mm-hmm. And then, like, get halfway through morphing a dolphin, but, like, in a controlled way where, okay. like, I am just half dolphin and just... Okay, but what half? To explain which half. body parts stay the dolphin. Half. Okay, okay. I'd be a mermaid. You... <laughs> Excellent. Uh... <laughs> So they all morph into dolphin. <laughs> Plus Axis Tiger Shark. <laughs> and they swim over to the island and discover this underwater office complex that the Yerks have created. Uh, but before they can get too close, a pack of strangely intelligent hammerhead sharks chases them off using like smart tactics that sharks shouldn't know, like conquer, divide and conquer, and cutting them off at the pass and other things and- like that. Don't get distracted by blood. (laughs) And don't get distracted by blood. That's a very important one. So they run away from the sharks. Swim away. after they escape, after they swim away, after they escape, (laughs) they're like, Axe, could those have been controllers? And Axe says, no, their brains are so small. (laughs) (laughs) So the bandalites are like, well, I guess we have to become hammerhead sharks now. Gotta blend into the hammerhead sharks. Which seems like a leap to me, but I don't know. I'm yeah, like I feel like you could be like there. There has to be an equivalent bug of the ocean. This is true. They could have been shrimps. Shrimps. Um, I feel like if I stumbled upon this situation of like, there's a bunch of hammerhead sharks that are behaving weirdly uh-huh. and are protecting us from getting to our goals. I wouldn't immediately be like, man, if I was also a hammerhead shark, these hyper-intelligent hammerhead sharks will let me pass no matter what. Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. I'd be like, 
I feel like they'll we need know a... we're not one of them. Right. Like, I've, and I mean, like, it works out because I guess they're just like collecting all the hammerhead sharks or whatever. But uh-huh. like, I don't feel like I would leap to like, ah, I, I will try to blend in amongst these hyper intelligent hammerhead sharks. I would have definitely gone for whale. Whale or like you said, small, small, small shrimp. yeah, shrimps. So they would, I guess that would be like the distance thing. You would have to become, be, yeah, yeah. You'd have to be a really fast shrimp. Yes. What's the fastest shrimp? How fast can shrimp? How fast shrimp? How fast <laughs> do shrimp? shrimp do fast? Not grow, not reproduce, not cook, swim. Do shrimp fast. How fast can a shrimp? This is a research-heavy episode. It really is. <laughs> uh, mantis shrimp are one of the fastest speed swimmers in the sea. Says this. Where probably... do they live? Though? Do they live in California? Oh uh, well, if they're trying to go for stealth, though, mm. they're trying to not be seen anyway. Yeah. No, I'm just saying. Like, can they oh, find can they one? get them? Yeah. I mean, probably. I that... mean, they do go to knock off SeaWorld. So. Yeah, they go to knock off SeaWorld, and they go to knock off other aquarium because there's like two i guess yeah so the gardens is like one sea world and then they have the other sea world that's just sea world (laughs) yeah i think the other one is like an aquarium because the first one is like the gardens where there are animals and also rides Mm. and then like this is like a respectable institution type aquarium i think Mm. Mm -hmm. well they go there because they need to get a hammerhead shark and they have a 14-foot hammerhead shark at this aquarium. And they go in the middle of the night. But they're discovered by security because Axe and Tobias aren't in their morphs. And the others are just a bunch of clunky kids. And they're recognized by a human controller. Well, they, the human controller recognizes the Andalite. And they get chased all through the park. So I'm getting a little concerned because a lot of controllers are seeing these kids in places mm-hmm. where an Andalite mm-hmm. also is. Yeah. <laughs> and no one is putting two and two together. I would be concerned for the Andalites, but I'm more concerned for the Yerks because of how fucking stupid they are. They're extremely stupid. Like, they really got to get their shit together. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if you see four teens and a hawk with mm-hmm. an andalite and no one is freaking out you gotta assume they're together right and it's not even like oh they're just kind of in the same area like they're like they're talking to each other they're talking to each other like they're trying to fake you out to like get each other free like it's obviously collaborative i think maybe maybe they're assuming that it is the bandalites and the bandalites just have human, human morphs. morphs but then that but brings then they up should, questions for later in the book, but... Right. And they should also, like, probably, I don't know, go control a sketch artist or something and be like, hey, here's what the Bandalites human morphs look like. Yeah. So let's find where these humans are and see if they can tell us about the Bandalites. And if they can't, we'll just control them or kill them. Whatever. Right. Because it doesn't ears. matter. We have plenty of slugs. There's slugs. Yeah. <laughs> So they're cornered in one of those, like, the water tunnels with the glass that you can go walk through and see all the fish swimming around everywhere. You know. You know. Yeah. Love them. They're great. (laughs) And Axe slices through the tunnel with his tail and all the water comes streaming in to where they are. 
They just killed so many fish, y'all. So many fucking expensive so cool. fish, I'm sure. Including How a hammerhead shark. How does Cassie feel about that one? She don't give a shit. She's like, birds are cool looking. Fish are ugly. Don't care. I guess theoretically, because now I'm trying to picture this, right? Okay, so like theoretically, they're in this tunnel and it goes mm-hmm. like this, right? Mm-hmm. And if he pokes a hole right above them and the water starts draining out, the water would get to like here on That's the tunnel. True. So there is still water for the fish to live in. It's just if I've learned anything from Zoo Tycoon, those fish are not going to be happy. They're going to be like, mm, this is not enough water space. <laughs> They're going to have lots of frowny faces. They're going to have many frowny faces. Improve their habitat. Your score, your zoo score is going to go from three and a half stars to three real quick. <laughs> I love Zoo Tycoon. It's such a fun game. Right. <laughs> so they're all swimming for their lives in this flood that Axe has created. And Marco is able to grab the hammerhead shark and acquire the morph and allow the others to acquire the morph as well. So they're all sharks now. Cool. They're swimming around the island. But as soon as they get close, they're picked up by like this claw machine thing and taken to a shark assembly line where they have some sort of alien technology drilled into their brains. Okay. So was this all still underwater? Were they like... I think so. I'm very confused about this whole thing. Like, I think it was like a hologram... Uh-huh. I don't know. So, like, the the Yerk's office that was underwater, is uh-huh. it, like, underwater? Like, yes. everyone's getting wet? Or was it, like, in a bubble underwater? In a bubble underwater. Like a dome. Okay. Okay. So then is the assembly line also underwater or in a bubble underwater? I could think underwater because the sharks still need to breathe. Right. Right. But also, like, but sharks But they did have say to... that they couldn't breathe. Okay. Okay. Because I was going to say, sharks have to move to breathe. So, like, does it count if you're just whipping them through the assembly line in the water? <laughs> this is this is a good question. Hmm. I don't know if any amount of research is going to give us this answer. <laughs> no, I agree. <laughs> so they're all freaking out about that. And then they swim closer to the office complex. And they're like, okay, now's our time to morph into bugs so we can sneak into a vent and figure out what's going on in this underwater office. But then as they're morphing into their tiny morphs, Marco notices that the smaller they become, like, the bigger and stranger looking their heads look, like, almost as if something is protruding from their brains. And he's like, everyone, stop morphing. The tech that they were just chipped with doesn't shrink with their morphs. And if they kept going, their heads would have exploded. Yes, Super cool. (laughs) They're all gross. But then I guess it brings into this, like brings into question what part of if they're supposed to be healed mm-hmm. when they morph demorph yes is their does their brain stay the same and if so how does their brain shrink and grow okay this is how i'm picturing it right okay so like we know that the way this works is that they have a bunch of like bits of animal animal dna Mm -hmm. either in their body or they can either jettison it into z space to get smaller Mm -hmm. or bring it from z space to get bigger right Mm -hmm. so it's less that like they're not able to heal the brain or whatever because it's not an injury right it's just that the space that they are occupying is currently occupied by this other thing so it'd be like yeah it would be like 
it, it would it's the same as like if they're trying to morph into something really big while they're in a really small space, right? Okay. Except it's just yeah. internal instead yeah. of external. So the issue isn't that they're injured, it's that there is a physical thing inside Impeding of the, the space. Progress. Yeah. So it's like I it's see. like it's like putting in a movable rod somewhere, you know? Like ah, you can't gotcha. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Because I did have to think about that. I was like, I was but, very confused. But injuries, like, you're just like healed. undoing all of the stuff that we knew. Ka Applegate. <laughs> so it's not an issue of injury. It's an issue of physical mass existing where they are trying to. So again, Which, you're doing a lot of work for this series, and it didn't do itself. I mean, sometimes you gotta <laughs> put in some effort, and the animorphs will reward you. Uh, so they make this leap that. The Yerks are using this technology, this chipping technology, to make the sharks smarter and have ear canals mm-hmm. so they can use them as underwater fighters, not unlike the hork with which to attack the Liren. So they could overtake the race in a hostile manner. So they decide to go with a less subtle break-in. Um, Jake, Rachel, and Cassie go in as their tiger-grizzly-bear-wolf combination to cause a distraction, and Marco, Tobias, and Axe all fly into the office complex as birds. And this works. Uh, but while they're in there, Marco comes face to face with Mommy Visser One. Which, this was like a really dark scene. But basically, Visser One recognizes who Marco is to Marco's mother. And assumes that Marco is a human controller. So nothing really happens here except that Visser 1 brags to the Yerk that she supposes is in Marco's head about how Marco's mom is like crying and screaming and trying to communicate with her son and is really upset that he has become a controller. (laughs) Just like fucking sucks. Which does seem to undermine one of my earlier theories about Visser 1 maybe secretly being good because that seems excessive. If she secretly, it's secretly, he's secretly, the Yerk is a spy. That seems unlikely. So probably going to cross that one off the old whiteboard. Yes, I agree. Unless they're just keeping up appearances for the Yerk that's in. But that wouldn't, that wouldn't be necessary, right? Like that would be, like it would be. That's just cruel. Yeah. If, cause my original theory was that the Yerk had like come to an agreement with Marco's mom and was like still motivated by that instinct. So like if, if that was the case, that Yerk would not torture Marco in that way. Right. Because even if Marco was Yerked up, he would still know that this was happening. Yes. That is true. She orders Marco to go do a menial task. And so Marco leaves the room and tracks down Axe and Tobias because for some reason, (laughs) He, like, separated himself from them once he saw it was Visser 1. And he goes to track them down, and they have found a computer that will allow them to blow up this complex. And conveniently enough, when doing so, the tech in their brains should liquefy and seep out so that there won't be an issue anymore. Because that's so they set- a good way to design that tech. I guess. They, like, tried to rationalize it as, like, well, the Yerks wouldn't want to leave anything behind for, like, a fisherman to find or blah, blah, blah. So, I don't know, man. It's very stupid. Yeah. Very convenient. So they set a timer for five minutes and get ready to fight their way out. And Marco gets in his gorilla morph because it is go time. Pew, pew, pew. I don't know what that sound was in relation to. Gorillas don't have lasers. What if they did? What if they did? (laughs) The animorphs wouldn't wouldn't go after that. They'd be like, no, 
That's like too much effort. I'm just going to get a regular gorilla. Do they have laser gorillas at the garden? Because otherwise, I just don't know. Do they have a laser gorilla right in front of me? Because otherwise, I'm just not going to go out and <laughs> seek a new type of animal. Is the laser gorilla also a bug? <laughs> or I got my fight morph, I've got my swim morph, and I've got 30 bugs. <laughs> what more could I possibly need? <sighs> uh, they're fighting and shit. And suddenly Visser 3 shows up and it's like, yo, Visser 1, this is some bullshit. You did not confer with me about this plan, blah, 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 which brings us back to two weeks ago for your mm-hmm. series theory, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where you supposed that these two are twins. And this interaction makes a lot more sense if you think about it like that. Yep. Because why the hell else would Visser 1 need to tell Visser 3 about their plan? This is some serious sibling rivalry shit. He's going like, down. I'm the primary twin. You are the secondary twin. Yep. You didn't tell me about this plan. I'm upset. The puzzle pieces, they all come together. They all come together. That's why he pulled such a childish prank. Like when he was like, I'm just going to let the Pandalites go. Fuck yeah. <laughs> right? Like, that. see, that's the thing. That did not make sense if it was like, Unless it was like Marco's mom was secretly trying to keep them safe or whatever. Or he was a spy. Like, that's off the table now, I think, after this book. Maybe it'll come back up. Probably not, though. I think it's off the table. But, like, Mm -hmm. that makes a fuck ton of sense if they have a personal grudge because Mm -hmm. they are twins who hate each other. Yep. (laughs) I like this theory. Uh Visser 3 turns into his big, gross alien fish morph that we saw in the book where Rachel gives birth to an alligator. And he tries to eat Axe, who is still in his Andalite form. Um, But Gorilla Marco punches Visser 3 in his stupid face and knocks him out. So, good job, Marco. And then Grizzly Bear Rachel sees her moment to kill Visser 1, and Marco stops her and in thought speeches to her and is like, no, my mommy. So she just leaves Visser 1 there unconscious, and Visser 3 sees the Bandalite spare Visser 1, so hopefully that will make Visser 3 think Visser 1 is, like, a traitor or some shit. Which he already thinks because he knows that his dumb, stupid twin is fucking with him. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell mom. And the place blows up. And Marco's like, no, my mom is dead again. But Rachel's like, no, I think I heard a submarine getting away, so maybe she's not dead. And Marco's like, did she make that up? I don't know. I didn't hear anything, but maybe she's alive. I mean, this yeah. was this was the villain falling off the waterfall moment. We exactly. know that they're they're fine. Yeah, yeah. Moriarty will rise. But again. imagine if they weren't, and this was literally how Marco's mom died. And the next time we spot Visser three, he was Visser two. Or Visser one shows up again in a different body, and it's like, oh yeah, that last body got fucking wrecked in a hammerhead shark. <laughs> And they've got like like a Sandy uh the squirrel thing going on. He's yeah, just yeah, got yeah, like yeah, a yeah. fishbowl over his head. <laughs> Constantly oh. moving. Oh, and then there was also like this stupid throwaway scene. Well, it might not be throwaway, it might come back later. Because this kind of relates to my like the Yerks have to know that the Bandalites are human sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So Marco and his gorilla morph is standing there with Visser One in kind of like a stare down. And this Liren pops up and he's like, that's a human. It's not an Andalite. <laughs> and Visser one's like, no, you idiot. Gorillas just look like humans and share a lot of their DNA. It is a gorilla. And Liren's like, uh, but no. And then and then they move on. Well, I I have to really? say, I think there's the possibility that that Liren survived and will explain to the and the um Yes. The I, was, rest. I think 
Visser One will ruminate on this. Right. But I also think that that in itself explains another plot hole because I was like, how did that Liren get yerked, right? Like, mm-hmm. if they're psychic and can figure stuff out, it's because that Liren, clearly that yerk is being affected by his host body because that Liren's fucking stupid to be yes. like, oh, hey, um, I think that, like, be like, um, excuse me. Hey, I'm reading his mind and that's a fucking Andalite. Or that's mm-hmm. a fucking human. That's not an Andalite. I'm reading his mm-hmm. mind. Like, why are you doing this back and forth thing? Like, this, like, exactly. who's on first comedy routine about this? <laughs> <laughs> Though, jumping a little bit ahead to series theories, I kind of feel like some of the Lyran are there to, like, stop the Yerks because you there's think a they're... moment... Oh. Yeah, there's a moment where they're... When they go underwater as dolphins and they see a submarine mm-hmm. with a Lyran in it and the Lyran, like, looks at them and then just kind of shrugs. Mm. So like, you think the, at that point... You, they you think the Lyrans allowed themselves to get captured and be Because they're psychic, they knew. And they... <laughs> well, I'm... Because we've, we've already... Ex- We've are, I mean, like, not at this point in the series, but us, because we read it slightly out of order, but the hork Chronicles, we have another species that is incapable of being taken over by Yerks, and it mm-hmm. seems likely that the Lyrans maybe have some sort of protection against, like, psychic intrusion, right? Yeah. Like, because they're and psychic. If, and if they're psychic, they know that Yerks are up to bad news. Like, they're right. not going to be tricked into... So maybe they're just, or like the Chi have also done this where they've just captured the fucking Yerks that's in their head because they're androids and they can't be Yerked. Um, So maybe it's something like that where the Lyrans are, got Yerked in order to infiltrate the Yerks and are Mm -hmm. actually fine. My other theory about the Lyrans is that we will never see them again. That also could be (laughs) sadly the case. Though I don't know, just like the fact that they're hanging out with Visser One and she may have escaped on a submarine with them. Yeah. Either that or they did truly all die in this explosion. And you're right, they'll never be seen again because the Hammerhead Shark plot did not follow through. I mean, like, we've seen a lot of the Yerks like being like, oh, hey, we have this cool idea for a thing to do. And then it gets slightly foiled by the Animorphs and we're not going to revisit it ever again. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time. God, the Yerks are so lazy. So bad at their job. They really, their main, I think, capability is just that there's a fucking lot of them. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's a swarm situation. And they can become, like like the Andalites, they can become anything essentially, right? right? So, anyway. So, who was your most valuable morph? Now that we are back to um, having the morphs around. Well, I'm going to give it to Rachel just because mm. she's bloodthirsty as fuck. And I like that in a girl. I do, too. I really, I really like Rachel's character in most of these books. I think Rachel is the only one who is willing to kill. Like, everybody mm-hmm. else is just like, eh, if we accidentally step on a taxon while we're an elephant, I guess that's okay. But Rachel's like, I want to slit some throats. Rachel is like, has her, she has gone to the ruined kitchen of her family home that was destroyed when she accidentally became an elephant and taken all of the knives in the drawer and strapped them up her like all all along her her wrist just all over she's got them all over she's like ready to go she's flipping them out ready to slice so many secret weapons she went to the mall kiosk and bought all of the all of the switchblades and ninja stars she's probably like every time her dad's in town she's like Hey, Dad, do you remember how you like to take me to the racetrack? Another good place we could go as a father-daughter bonding thing is, like, the gun range. 
Yes, I would love that. I would love to go to the shooting range. Um, Please buy me a, a firearm, Father. Yeah, yeah, we could take some Krav Maga. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's, it's up to you, Dad. Just, just a stone cold killer. How about you? Who's yours? I think I, as annoying as, so we, we after reading the Hork Bajir Chronicles, as annoying as the Andalites have become to me, mm-hmm. I think I have to give it to Axe. Oh, okay. He did cause that little mix-up at SeaWorld, but really that was Jake's bad because it was a Jake plan. Sure. <laughs> that was all Jake's fault. Because <laughs> everything's Jake's fault. Everything is Jake's fault. Um, But he did the computer hacking. He was the one that kind of had the idea about what was happening with the hammerhead sharks. He mm-hmm. knew who the Lyran were. He had a lot of information this time. And he was just, he wasn't fucking shit up. Yeah. And I think, I think as much as we are, are conflicted about the Andalites at this moment, mm-hmm. Axe is obviously still a very young Andalite. And yes. maybe we should not hold him accountable for the uh, indoctrination that I suspect he's gotten in very regards true. to his species prowess. And perhaps um, it is not his fault that they are terrible. <laughs> I think the more he grows to love yeah. Prince Jake, he'll yeah. realize how strong other races can be. I think being away from the Andalites will be good for him. That too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and especially being betrayed by the Andalites where he was made to take the blame for mm-hmm. Elfangor's yes. kindness. <laughs> Elfangor's fuck up, as it will yeah. come to be known in the Elfangor's next 30 years of Andalite lore. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, all right. And then Morbid Moment. Um. Okay. Fuck, I had one. I had one for sure. Oh, yeah. Okay, so mine this week is, I kind of mentioned that two of these kids seem to have PTSD resolving or revolving mm-hmm. around water. I don't know if we know what Tobias's deal is with that. I don't, yeah, if, he just seemed to not like the ocean. Which I can relate. Which that's fair. But like Marco does have straight up PTSD from the shark thing in which he yes. was like eaten by a shark Bitten and now is being forced to be a shark. And he's having a lot of feelings about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so just that whole that whole idea. And like there's they do a lot of work thematically with that of like him being forced to become this predator and like his mom being yeah, forced to become I totally this predator. That yeah. The so there's a lot of a lot of, um, you know. Aside from the fact that we should not villainize sharks because, like, sharks are chill and also mm-hmm. a lot of them are endangered and we should be chill to sharks. But I do feel that, you know, if you lived through getting bitten in half by one, you may may have some feelings about that. I agree. Uh, mine is kind of related to that, I mm-hmm. guess. Um, it's that scene where he is being bullied by the two kids. So Marco Marco is really scared to become a shark, like we said. So he goes to the school's pool to practice becoming a shark. And he's like halfway through his morph before he realizes that two bullies are in there. Um, And so he tries to like demorph quickly. But then these guys start like making fun of the fact that his mom is dead. And Jake walks in at this point and kind of like helps Marco out of the pool or whatever. But Marco like... He is stuck with the shark teeth and shark eyes and he like turns to look at the bullies and all he can all he can see is like their their neck veins pulsing and stuff and he just has like this overwhelming urge to bite into their necks and kill these boys. I'm just like, damn, Marco, you've got some you've got some big feelings that you need someone's help working through. Marco needs a therapist. Like hundred yeah, percent. 
your mom being Visser one is real, not real helping fucking you up. at all. Yeah. You just, I don't know. Maybe Blood Axe lady. can call the Andalite home planet and get you with an Andalite therapist or something. Nah, the Andalites aren't going to give a shit about that. <laughs> well, if you, if you had a superior mind like us Andalites, then you wouldn't have any sort of <laughs> mental issues. <laughs> They're going to be like, have you tried running through a field and absorbing grass through your hooves? Because yeah. you find that that is very helpful for depression. <laughs> oh man all right well that's i think it for this episode right yep that's all i want to say about this book great (laughs) next week we are going to be wrapping up our survivalism unit our robinson robinson aid unit unit, yes um (laughs) and then the week after that we are going to be reading another animorphs book with another morph monday number 16 the warning so swing on Mm -hmm. by to check that out Who's on the cover of that one? I haven't even looked. Um, I suspect it's Jake because from the preview at the end of this book, it's a Jake POV. Ah. Yeah. Maybe it'll Sorry. be one of those lore-heavy Jake books and not yeah. one of those time-traveling Jake books. Oh, maybe it'll be one where Jake and Axe finally stroke each other's faces. Oh, my God. I bet, I bet like, Axe just casually touches him like that all the time yeah. and they just think it's some weird And Jake like just thing. doesn't get it. Yeah, I know. He's just like, wow, Axe is, like, really touchy-feely. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be one of those situations where, like, five years from now, Jake's like, oh, he's my gosh. He's going to sit up in bed. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be like, I just realized I have feelings for Axe. And he's going to go to Axe and be like, Axe, I have feelings for you. And Axe is going to be like, yeah, we've been dating for five years. Yeah, we make out <laughs> all the time. Like, at first I thought it was a little excessive because you wanted to make out in front of all the other bandalites. But, like, <laughs> I quickly learned that I was fine with that <laughs> in the meantime. If you need to get in touch with us for any reason whatsoever, if you have your own Animorph series theories that you'd like to throw our way, or if you have a submission you'd like to hear us talk about on this podcast, you can tweet at us at ShelfAwareCast or email us ShelfAwareCast at gmail.com. As always, thank you to Ben Cope for the use of our theme song. You can check out his YouTube channel in our show notes below. And we are also on all your favorite podcast aggregating platforms, so you should follow or subscribe to us on one of them. Because we're worth it, too. <laughs> and if you use Apple Podcasts, we'd very much appreciate a five-star review. And if you don't use Apple Podcasts, that's okay, because you can talk about us anywhere you would like on the internet. It's totally cool. In the words of K.A. Applegate, and how do we fight? With the morphing power given to us by a dying Andalite prince. The power to become any animal we can touch. The power to morph like you just said the morphing power i don't know why that's <laughs> the smelly smell that smells smelly <laughs> oh man remember in the first zoo tycoon where you could use a cheat code to make mermaids and al- and not aliens uh unicorns no i never did that if you named a a um exhibit xanadu you could get unicorns and if you took the mermaid statue that you could get and like you could buy a mermaid statue and you put it in a tank it would shake and turn into a mermaid oh my god yeah i need to go back and play in uh zoo tycoon but that's only zoo tycoon one zoo Zoo tycoon two which is the superior zoo tycoon you couldn't do that in is zoo tycoon two the one where you could make dinosaurs um i think you could get both in expand like i think both of them had expansion packs or it's possible that you could do a cheat code to get a T-Rex in Zoo Tycoon 1. I can't remember. But I know Zoo Tycoon 2 has an expansion pack mm. for dinosaurs. Oh, anyway, this has been Zoo Tycoon Chat.
Yep. Yep. <laughs> Our podcast within a podcast. Nope. That's probably something we can't reference. <laughs> no, not so Sorry. much. 